the fan. Are you ready for your deep dive into Ohio State athletics? Welcome to the only place on your radio where it's all Buckeyes all the time. This is the Buckeye Show. All right, welcome in to the Tuesday episode. It's good to be back. Nothing but the Buckeyes right here for a full two hours. Timmy Hall with you tonight, and without further ado, in the other chair again for another go-around, my good friend, your good friend, Matty Andrews, everybody. Tim, welcome back. It Where's is the uh, applause? Oh, well, that's all right. Easy now, easy now, but Bodie's, uh, Bodie's all over it back there. Uh, there we go. You know, I, <laughs> now the show is complete. Tim, how was your uh, evening at Jack's baseball game last night? We missed you on the show. You may have heard the very able Mark Finch, Chops, did a fine job. and uh, we, But we did miss you, and uh, I'm just interested to know how the baseball game went for, for young Jack. Yeah, and, and a nice able-bodied performance by Chops. I caught the last half hour as well on uh, the way back between driving home from the little league and sitting in the uh, line to pick up a, uh, a fast food order, which wasn't all that fast because I got to hear the entire last half hour of the program. It was good. It was a great day off. It was a perfect day off. It consisted with a little bit of golf with Beamer earlier in the day. I heard and, you get your uh, butt kicked. I, d- I did. I yeah. did. Boy, word gets around, doesn't it? was on it? the show this morning. Do you not listen to this morning show? <laughs> I, d- I didn't catch that part, so sue me, all right? What did he say? How bad was it? I got to know now. Well, you'll have maybe you'll have to go back and listen, but he let go the back. world know. Oh, he let it. the world know. Go back and listen to the full three hours so you can that hear he Beamer talk you. crap it was one, about I, you. It was one of those, uh, it was, I think it was the final segment, maybe the second hour. Uh, what he was juiced about, and rightfully so, he uh, he worked you yesterday. You know that what? doesn't happen very often, does it? You know what though? I wear that like a badge of honor. If him be- taking me down out on the course was the subject for uh, what he was juiced about in his segment this morning, there's a certain sense of pride that comes with that. And you know what? There's always going to be a little little bit of something next time for the Beamer. So don't you worry <laughs> about that. He's getting all jacked up. We started just I had to just start calling him Bandon Beam at at one point because it's just nonstop talk about the Oregon trip and going out to Bandon Dunes, either Brandon Dunes or Bandon Beam. Take your pick. I like the first one, Bandon Beam. And for the record, does he not have like 12 weeks of vacation during the year? I don't I don't know what he did. I don't know who he did? I think he and Spring I, I Bean made a deal or some, right. something happened. He's got a lot of AK. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with that situation, but yeah, it's it's like the third multiple, not multiple week, but it's the third time where he's gone beyond that normal five-day window Bob for vacation. Bob Taylor time. Absolutely. Right? Like no, yes. Nobody does that. In this, the standard American workforce, you really take your five days, and then you feel a little bit uneasy about even asking for anything beyond. He already took like a nine-day vacation, like nine work days. I don't know what is going on with the Beamer, but he's, we he's a powerful guy. We, we sure certainly is. do. We love him. And uh, Chops, last night, yes. you got a grade for him? I'd like to give Chops a nice, solid B+. Plus. I uh, think that, it's a B+. That's exactly plus. where I was going. I was going there as well. And you even missed 90 minutes of it. But yes, he was very solid. Well, very... I was off. Okay? 
Well, yeah, but, but I mean, you're giving him a B plus. You heard 30 minutes of it for the two hours. He <laughs> I was felt really. Like you were demeaning me for missing 90 minutes of a show on a day where no, I was no, no. off. You had the day off with your with your family. <laughs> I get it. Um, but he was. I really enjoyed it, man, and I appreciate his his work. Uh, he was very prepared. The ins and the outs were were good. It was uh, it was well done. I I think uh, I think he 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 did a very good job. I mean, what I texted him was it did not sound like someone's first show. At least by the by the time he was into the second hour, it seemed comfortable. It seemed smooth. I think what is I think something to point out, and that's for anyone that's looking to get into broadcasting, because I'm sure you're. It's the same way for you, Matt. You might have uh, some younger relatives or, or guys or gals that are looking to find an entry or a path into the business. The world of podcasting also that has opened up, it doesn't even matter if you don't have a big following or a lot of people listening, but it's the reps and the practice that you can get on the microphone. It's really boomed here in the last five or ten years, and anybody can get one. And I talk to kids all the time, and it's it's like the first bit of advice. We'll start a podcast, and that's the first way that you can make some tapes and you know at least do some practice reps hosting the show, and you can give those out to people when you're trying to look for jobs. But Chops has just been here at the station for a long time, and you got to check out the podcast because it's not just him, but one of our O&N guys, he really don't hear a lot, but Daniel Barnett, who's really, really a talented dude, they're Very doing good. the Nerd Association yeah. podcast, so I implore you to pick that up. It's It's really anything. You might not like every single episode, but... That's kind of the point in how you can pick and choose which episodes you want. You can subscribe to it, and then if it's a comic book movie podcast, if they're talking about, I don't know, it's you tell me. It's it's It seems like it's movies, because now that's all I'm seeing on Chop's feed, where he's doing the movie reviews as well. It's not just that, but you have pop culture things, just check it out. It's just anything that you can nerd or geek out on, so it's, it's part of the podcast platform that we have. Check it out anywhere that you download those. So he did a great job last night, and you'll probably hear him back here sometime soon. So, wild day. Wild day, Maddie. as you know, right off the top, Taylor Decker got a big sack of cash. So we wasn't planning on leading with that, but he is $38.5 million fully guaranteed uh, richer. So dinner's on him. If you see Taylor Decker, he can probably pick up the check tonight. Six years, $85 million. I think it actually extends his contract by five years, if I'm reading this right. Uh, you mentioned the guaranteed money, but a guy for the Lions that is, uh, and, and when he was he was mainstay on that line here at Ohio State, man, there is it's just awesome watching these guys who who have who have been so significant with their professional teams finally finally hit that payday and uh, the the contract that he gets, um, you know, and and we talk about I don't know we're going to talk about him later in the show the Washington football team or Buckeyes East. As uh, I think Beamer started to call them, you got uh, you got a little bit of Buckeye uh, Buckeye North as well there in Detroit. A lot of Buckeye love. So good for Taylor Decker who who signs a big one here today. Sorry, I think I added an extra million to him. So that's <laughs> that's just a couple just uh, quarters, a, a few yeah. fillets less. You know, it's just it, he'll he'll be all right. Thirty seven and a half million fully guaranteed. But you're right. With that new six-year, new shiny six-year, $85 million contract extension, he's their guy. I mean, he is he is the guy that's going to get Matthew Stafford to the finish line. How old would you say, if you had to guess how old Matthew Stafford is, would you say? Oh, is he 32? Good guess. Would you... That, does that sound... 
That's, I feel like Matt Stafford is older. That's my like gut feeling that he's older than that. But well, that's, you're right, right on the number. That's 32. almost ten years in the league, right? Oh, every bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel third. I feel low thirties. Is that right? No, you were right on the head. Oh, That's okay. what I'm saying. Right. You were you were right on the head, but I was asking, did would you have felt like he's older than that or younger than that? Because my inclination was, oh, that dude's 35 years old. I feel like he's been around 12, 13 seasons, and he's just he's been one of these rock solid quarterbacks that just can't get over the hump and find the Super Bowl. But Taylor Decker is clearly in the plans there to help Matthew Stafford get to his finish line whenever that's going to be. Whether you know, hopefully with the Detroit Lions. You know, I've always, and I don't pull for the Lions as a Bengals fan, but I, you know, I think it's something about always having them there on Thanksgiving Day, and there's, and certainly now there's more of an interest with the Buckeyes uh, flavor there. Uh, you know, whatever that that's a franchise I don't mind having some success. I, I don't mind saying that. Yeah. So today in the Big Ten, oh. things just get a little bit weirder. It's just you. You have the president of the United States of America coming out there and talking about a meeting with Kevin Warren about immediately restarting the football season. And uh, I'll just exactly what it said, if you missed it from six hours ago, had a very productive conversation with Kevin Warren, commissioner of the Big Ten Conference, about immediately starting up Big Ten football would be good, parentheses, great for everyone, players, fans, country, on the one-yard line was the phrase that he used. And things are just, what can you say? Ever since that tweet went out, things are running wild from every single reporter out there that covers college football. Our guy, uh, Austin Ward from Letterman Row, will be speaking to his colleague who covers the recruiting side of things later in the first hour, Jeremy Birmingham. But Austin, he has an article with uh, his latest there, and it's... It just seems to seems to be right now. And Pete Thamel, I think, was someone else who tweeted this out. It doesn't really matter about about what Kevin Warren, about what Donald Trump is doing right now. It still is the president's, and the vote that we just heard about yesterday was eleven to three. There were only three that were not in favor of postponing. It's all up to what the presidents ultimately decide to do to get the ball back in play here, Matt. We hear the conversation from the White House to the commissioner, but again, you still don't hear anything from the presidents. We did hear from Christina Johnson of Ohio State a little bit today. Uh, she was on uh, late afternoon uh, with, with Channel Four. But but the you know what's changed? What is what's different though? What is what has made them realize or believe? What should we believe that is making them any closer to moving this up? You know, we hear Dan Patrick talking about the vote. Well, as it turns out, he was pretty close on that. We hear him talking about how October 10th there might be football. Uh, you mentioned the Pete Thamel uh, uh, report, which makes it sound like that we're, we're nowhere near. Nebraska ADs, Bill Moose, asked about it within the last couple of hours. He laughed. Uh, you know, who in the world knows? I, <laughs> right, I'm just right. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. Like, I'm kind of like Mike and Jonathan on this. I'm sick of talking about it. Like, decide what we're doing, make the decision, and let's go forward with it whenever it is. Sure, we would love to have football sooner rather than later. And if you're going to play in November and you're not a part of the college football championship, then what are you doing? What good does it do? But if you're going to play starting in October, hopefully this is something 
that we can get to and without hearing i mean the president talking about we're on the one my question is are we on the opponent's one on our or on our own one yard line whose one yard line are you on are we driving 99 yards or are we not are we you know three yards uh, three feet away one yard what is it uh, i don't know which one yard line we're on it's right. so well, confusing. Who's who's running the like? Do we have Ohio State's offense if we're at our own one yard line? Because then maybe there's still a chance if we can get the ball in Paris Campbell's hands or one of the speedsters like that to maybe salvage this. And you know, I did see from a couple hours ago too. Dan Patrick was citing a source that said if the conference can pass some updated and that's also it starts off with if the conference can pass updated safety measures and procedures isn't that what this is all about anyway but he did say big 10 targeting october 10th to start a football season and i mean that's if you start now i mean you would that would that would go hand in hand with what the president said if he's having conversations to start the football season immediately you would have to start basically tomorrow and go quick and have a four or five week ramp up. And I've always questioned how much practice time would you really need if the answer was salvaging a fall football season? Would you give up maybe a week or two of the optimal six weeks of training? Sure, they would. I would. I would. Yeah, I think you would. And I would. I would hope that the players have been doing everything that they can in their power, whether in the facilities or out of the facilities, to train themselves to. Uh, be in optimal peak physical condition to be ready to go at the drop of a hat. I would think a lot of the players would would be fine sacrificing a week or so of camp if that meant playing football. It's well, just there's so many different things being said right now. You're absolutely right, Matt. Yeah, I don't know what to believe. You you, you appreciate, I think, the effort of, of trying to... But but I mean Mike made the point during their show, like why why wouldn't the Big Ten have reached out if they need more in terms of health health care and, and safety, uh, you know, again, it just it's the mute existence of the commissioner which baffles me. It just completely baffles me about all of this. I know he's released two statements, and I know that the – but why can't we hear from some leadership from the Big Ten? I think uh, one thing seems to be significant is, you know, reading from Austin Ward that meetings are going to continue to happen here this week, so – Things are being discussed, and it's like I said over the weekend, and we'll talk about this going forward, just seeing schedules popping up, seeing football at multiple levels, right? You being a part of it on Friday night, right here on The Fan, for high school football in the great state of Ohio, college football. We had the Austin P game where dudes, you know, taking one to the house on the very first play of the college football season. All this excitement, some fans, limited capacity in the stands there, able to enjoy that. It just feels like they're starting to understand this might turn out really, really bad for them. And we'll keep you completely up to date on every tweet that has anything to do with the situation that it comes changes. out. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's ever-changing. There's a lot of them, but hopefully this is just all part of the path, part of the crazy, uncomfortable, bumpy ride that gets us closer to some kind of football season here. So uh, we'll continue to monitor that and... We also continue to monitor a direct effect of the Big Ten's postponement at the player level. And did we finally have the first domino fall right here? We'll discuss it. You've got the Buckeye Show on the fan. Winners of the prestigious Platinum Microphone Award every year. Given to the best radio station in the world. Uh, no need to look it up. It's real. The fan. When the power goes out, AEP Ohio is there on the job through rain, snow, heat, 
fixing the problem wherever we're needed. Every day, we are working to keep homes, businesses connected. AEP Ohio is testing equipment, replacing thousands of electrical poles, expanding our energy grid. And no matter what happens, we are prepared around the clock to keep the lights on. With the hardworking people AEP Ohio has on the line, the energy to serve our community is boundless. You gotta come see the new Big Lots. Gotta go We're going big with a great new look in the store and lots of great deals on everything for your home. Quality brands like Broyhill Furniture, favorites like Doritos and Swiffer, even housewares and home decor, too. Big names, low prices, and big buyouts that'll blow your mind. There are always big surprises in store. So come check out the new Big Lots. Live big, save lots. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. The team at Atlas Butler wants to make something clear. We're always open. That's right, we have service technicians scheduled day and night, Saturdays and Sundays, and even holidays. Whether you call us at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m., we're ready. And since we're always open, you never pay any overtime charges. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Atlas Butler is at your service call. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front-row seat to the big game. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizzas, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen, and so big, you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Have you or a loved one been injured in a car accident? The Stuckey Firm understands these tragic events are never planned. With thousands of dollars in medical bills and expenses, let the Stuckey Firm get you the money you deserve. Attorney Nathan Stuckey has recovered millions of dollars for his clients. Recognized by super lawyers as one of the top attorneys in Ohio, Nathan Stuckey will fight for you and your family at every turn. The Stuckey Firm. Experience you need. Results you deserve. For a free consultation, call 937-346-8000 or visit thestuckeyfirm.com. One word to describe Anthony Rothman? Dogs. And no golf. It's probably dogs. One word to describe Matty Ice? LeBron. Maybe hot sauce. LeBron covered in hot sauce. Thanks, sugar. Matty's pants just exploded. Rothman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to 3. The Fan. Scarlet and Gray 24-7. Or however long the show is tonight. You're listening to The Buckeye Show on The Fan. And tonight you got me, Timmy Hall, and my buddy, Maddie Andrews, hanging out with you until 8 o'clock, and it's been an interesting day. If you're just joining us, yeah, the White House, the old WH, got involved in the Big Ten mess today with uh, the White House and Donald Trump talking to Kevin Warren. Uh, that was last night. They set up a, a meeting this morning where uh, they were they were discussing tests they were discussing how the government could help the Big Ten out by getting 
more of the rapid tests available to the Big Ten to help it out. There's been, Maddie, there's been a lot of wild claims just going back and forth. There was a hot take late last week that was, it was looking at, was looking at an old Yahoo article where if you read the Yahoo article, it was simply about Kevin Warren. And I think that they set up, I forget the name of the coalition that they set up. It was, it was like an anti hate coalition that they set up last, this past summer. And really, the tone of the article was how Kevin Warren is encouraging a lot of the young men in the conference all across all athletics, right? Probably the young men and the young women in the Big Ten Conference to register to vote. Just make sure you're registered to vote. And that got spun out of control into Kevin Warren was sabotaging the Big Ten season to try to sway an election. And now here you have the president coming in to try to save the Big Ten football season. It's just it's to the point where it's trying to get political and there's all sorts of conspiracy theories that can fly against the wall now. And I know you're just like me. You're getting to a breaking point, and you just want to get the final answer. But we live in the real world, and that's not how things work. No, and frankly, it all makes my head hurt to the point of we got to understand now, Kevin Warren relayed the vote. It's the president's. It's the chancellor's. These are the people making these decisions. And, and while the president of the United States can talk to the commissioner of the league and try to to influence him. Ultimately, it's, uh, as I understand it, going to be coming down to 14 presidents and chancellors who made that 11-3 vote, and if there is another vote, they'll ultimately decide, not the commissioner of the league. But yeah, the, the politics of it all, it is it is so par for 2020, it is unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm just, you know... We're ready. We're ready. I think as we're in September now, people. I mean, it's like here we are. There's going to be football. There was football. There's going to be football this weekend. And what the Big Ten does or doesn't do, obviously, we thought we knew, but what do we really know? We don't know anything. I, I, I do. I think it's maybe at this point the president getting involved. I don't know how much. I can't sit here and tell you how much that's going to ultimately have to do with the decision. I can I can see the scenario where he's never involved, and yet you still feel like you're in a pressure cooker as the Big Ten to get back on the horse and figure something out quick. I'm just telling you that because I had that thought pretty much brewing by Saturday when high school football and some college football started to come back, and I'm seeing ESPN... TV, sorry, I think that might have been NBC. Notre Dame is NBC, right? Forgive me. But seeing TV commercials for a Notre Dame-Duke football game that's coming up here on September 12th, right? The conferences, the conferences that have been in line to play, they are getting ready to jump in to full action. Have there been some issues at some of the campuses across the country with COVID tests? Sure. But I think everyone is still committed to going forward and making this work. So whether the president came in here or not and started to get involved, I think they were still going to feel it like they needed to continue to try. I'd like to still give some credit to the parents and the voices out there who everyone was saying, oh, it's doing nothing. Like there's there's no reason you're it's just a waste of breath going out there. Why waste the ink to make some signs? Still credit to Randy Wade, Sean's dad, for not going Bill Pullman quietly into the night and just remaining out there. I think that helped. 
the parents, the lawsuit, certainly. I mean, the lawsuit got us the answer of the vote, you know, and, and, and beyond that, that's all sort of we're, we're getting. But just the PR disaster of how it's been handled, like this could have completely been resolved the day that there was a report that there was a vote. Like, bring it out. Let's hear it. That's what. And I think that's some of starting to get a few of the answers some of these these parents want and certainly the fans want but for the, for the league to think that there was going to be no pushback from fans players parents media whatever regarding the decision without any transparency has and continue will continue to be just mind-boggling so well, i wanted to get your take if if you didn't see this and uh, Pat Murphy was writing about this from 24-7 and Bucknuts. And we have an Ohio State linebacker entering the transfer portal. And we've been talking about this for weeks. We finally saw uh, here recently, a I think to kick it off in the Big Ten, what was the, Bodie, maybe you can remind me of the name of the Maryland wide receiver. His name is escaping me right now, but we had a Maryland wide receiver. And he also had had some issues at Maryland. So there could be some other reasons for him as well that he might have wanted to jump into the transfer portal. He had gotten into some trouble and basically missed the last half of the 2019 football season. So you know what I'm saying, Matt. Could have been some other things at play there. Same thing you look at this story. It's not a star player that's transferring and we've got quotes like we did with the UCLA lineman who wound up at Baylor and made that happen quick where he cited COVID-19 and the Pac-12 cancellation of the season being the main reason that he wanted to get out there and play a football season. This is a walk-on linebacker that most Buckeye football fans have not heard of. And that's, that's a rare thing when you're talking about a Buckeye football player that most fans have not heard of. But a junior linebacker, Ben uh, Schmessing, put his name into the transfer portal. He's from the state of Ohio. He was a walk-on in the summer of 2018. He was, you know, he's done some nice things. Like in the classroom as a part of the team, a scholar athlete as a freshman and a sophomore, academic all Big Ten in 2019. So some really nice things, but we just don't have a whole lot of details. We haven't heard from him on why he's making this move, but really when you see a story like this, it's about the situation. You're worried about players transferring so they can go get, you know, get readied up for a football season. And it just, like Ryan Day said at the beginning, you're just not seeing a whole lot of that because it's not an ideal situation with such short time. How could you possibly get ready with another team to play a football season that's starting now? Uh, Tim, I read nothing into this. Um, you know, maybe there's something underlying that we don't know about, and obviously we're, we're not hearing much about it. But but just think of all the things on the minds of these guys, whether it be football-related and non-football-related, school-related, whatever it is. Wish him well. Um, you know, if, if this becomes a trend and there's two or three, I'm sure Ohio State will be all over that. But uh, I, I put no stock at all into to, to even questioning this young man and, and what he might be doing or why he's leaving. Uh, best to him and, and, and on down the road we move. I, I think it certainly is understandable that for whatever reason, perhaps he wanted to, to move forward good for him yeah and all absolutely every he's from piqua yeah I, yeah piqua i second everything you just said the one thing that i was think of that was curious is to with the free year of eligibility you know what i mean if you are a guy that's not getting on the football field if you transfer now maybe it was something that you were teetering on anyway where you wanted to maybe step down and look for a spot both academically and athletically that might be a great fit where you can play a little bit more and if you go now you can 
get the head start. Maybe you wind up playing in a game late in the season, right? With the redshirt rule, with how you're allowed to appear, and with this being a free eligibility rule as well. You could get that waiver. You could be part of it right away. And then by next football season, you're really immersed in wherever you are. Because, yeah, I get it. You you can maybe take more of a soft approach by doing it now, even though you're not going to be a big part of this football season, was what I thought of. But don't go anywhere. We're going to continue the conversation on everything that's going on in the Big Ten today, that news, and also the Buckeyes on the trail, because there's no better source for that than our guy Jeremy Birmingham Berm from Letterman Row. We're going to talk to him next on the Buckeyes show on The Fan. Insightful, respected, drunk. One of those things properly describes Bishop and Laurinaitis. Listen and decide for yourself. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fan. Ohio State Athletics, in partnership with American Electric Power, Donato's, Kroger, The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, and WBNS 10 TV, strives to inspire the community to make a positive impact on children and families in the great state of Ohio through our Buckeyes Care Initiative. Show and share your support in the community by using the hashtag Buckeyes Care. Please join us in these efforts by visiting OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash Buckeyes Care and always remember to pay it forward. I'm Todd Graves of Raising Canes. We've always operated with the highest standards of food safety, cleanliness, and health. And recently, we've taken even greater measures. This is very personal to me. I know how important it is to have a trusted, safe, and clean place to feed you and your loved ones. Raising Cane's is open and here to serve you our quality chicken finger meals and drinks through our drive-thrus. Go to RaisingCane's.com for details or call your local Cane's. One love. (laughs) Brutus is their homeboy. This is the Buckeye Show. Welcome back. Timmy Hall with you. We've got Maddie Andrews on the program tonight with you until 8 o'clock. And we want to go right to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Fan Guest Hotline. Our buddy Berm, Jeremy Birmingham from Letterman Row, does recruiting. He covers the Buckeyes. He does everything there. It's been a good while since we talked to you, man. How you doing? Well, you know, good. Uh, not been a whole lot of recruiting to talk about since we're in the middle of a seven-month dead period, but... Today was a busy day on the recruiting trail for the class of 2022 as it's the day that Ohio State coaches and coaches around the country can officially uh, call and text all those uh, juniors in the country. So busy day and a good day for a lot of kids. Yep, that, and that is a big thing. Berm, I, I'm wondering, with everything that happened today, are you now like trying to come up with sources inside the White House? Is this a part of your job that you, ne- you never saw coming? You know, uh, fortunately, I work with some pretty talented people uh, who are very well connected. And Austin obviously uh, did a great job with that story this morning. Unbelievably that uh, we got scooped by the president of the United States. But I guess that happens every once in a while. Um, you know, it, it's it's certainly a path. I don't think anybody thought we would be traveling down talking about Ohio State football uh, and Donald Trump and uh, lawsuits and everything else this year, but here we are. It's 2020, and anything anything goes. It seems like right. So, looking at that that report you mentioned from your buddy Austin Ward, just from the people that you've talked to and where we've come uh, since the six hours that that tweet went out and we heard about the meeting that happened. How do you read that? Do you think that actually means we are getting closer to something being salvaged before Thanksgiving now? Well, I mean, I think that there's at least a sense of optimism that wasn't there three or four days ago. I mean, the reality of the situation is that Donald Trump and his involvement is is pretty polarizing for a lot of people. Uh, I I don't know if that will push some people 
toward wanting to play or some people who before thought they wanted to, but maybe now they don't because they don't want to do anything that would try to give any credit to him. Uh, but I, you know, for me, my hope is that people just understand that there's a lot of kids uh, who are working really hard that deserve a chance to play football. But beyond that, there are millions of people in the Big Ten footprint that uh, are at, you know, have their jobs and their livelihoods at stake because of football. And uh, certainly it can't be just about football. It's got to be about understanding that people in this part of the country uh, are being severely impacted by the potential loss of billions of dollars. Berm, I want to ask you a two-parter about recruiting. We hear that, you know, the rumblings of this is going to change the way we recruit, whether the Big Ten plays or does not play, and how that advantage might be for the SEC or the ACC. But within the Big Ten, based on the president's vote, do you think that there's a – is there a parallel there with how recruiting might shift based on how presidents have voted at this 11-3 vote reported yesterday, or is that is that reaching right now? I mean, I, I don't know. The, the reality, Matt, is that Ohio State is a brand that is significantly stronger than anybody else in the Big Ten. And uh, I think that from a conference standpoint, the Buckeyes would have been in the best position to survive um, not playing this fall or not playing until next fall uh, more than anyone else. But certainly when you see that there's three schools that are really going to bat for their student-athletes, um, I would not be surprised if that ends up being a talking point for those schools down the road. I know it's certainly been a talking point for the SEC and ACC schools against Ohio State and against the Big Ten in the last few weeks that the Big Ten isn't playing. So, you know, I'm not a believer in in the term negative recruiting. I think all recruiting is, you know, recruiting. As long as you're not telling lies, um, you can pretty much shape the words that you say to to mean whatever you want. But uh, obviously Ohio State, uh, is never going to be confused by anybody as a school that doesn't want to play football. Um, but, you know, for the rest of the league, you certainly do wonder for Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State, et cetera, how they uh, approach their student-athletes with, with the presidents uh, at those institutions saying that they didn't want to play. A team here locally, Berm, talking some recruiting with uh, Jeremy Birmingham, a team locally in Pick Central who was spotlighted on Sunday with uh, Lorenzo Styles' uh, senior's son, Lorenzo Jr., and who's headed to Notre Dame, and now sophomore Sonny Styles picks up an offer, had a big game against Pick North, again on national TV. The Buckeyes have offered Sonny Styles. Give us the latest on him, if you would. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Sonny is a kid that we actually started hearing about a lot a year ago uh, in his freshman season just because, obviously, the the genes are pretty good there between uh, his father and his brother. But he missed his entire freshman year with a broken leg. So he hasn't played football since eighth grade uh, or, you know, a game of football since the eighth grade. Plays one game on national TV and then an hour later has an offer from Ohio State. But I guess... That's what happens when you're six foot four and two hundred and five pounds and, and run and jump and <laughs> right. move the way he does. Um, but then you know you have the the genealogy, as I said, that makes him a, the attractive player um, in a position where normally Ohio State wouldn't offer a kid in state that early. But now with Lorenzo uh, Junior heading off to Notre Dame, you figure that there might be some uh, some need to try to get ahead of the game uh, with respect to Sonny and. The Buckeyes became his second offer just, you know, what, two hours after he played his first high school football game. So that should be somewhat telling as to what his ceiling is and where his recruitment should end up going. That kid is going to have a ton of offers by the end of this year. 
uh, and is likely going to be in that discussion. You know, with with Jack Sawyer, Zach Harrison, Jonathan Cooper, those recent five stars from Columbus, uh, I would not be surprised if uh, Sonny ends up in that discussion. Jeremy Birmingham, uh, Berm from Letterman Row, is with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Fan Guest Hotline. I was I was curious your take on. Let's just let's play a doomsday scenario. Obviously, we don't want this. We'd like to see football back. I'd like to keep the positivity for that going. But just pretending that there wasn't, we know that a, a lot of the guys that are coming in here are four- and five-star recruits. They're the best of the best. They're really, really good high school football players. That's why they get offers to Ohio State. But what, in your mind, would that would that be like to lose that year just for development and making that transition? I, I just feel like getting the games under your belt, even when you're you know coming in as a second team or maybe a third stringer as a true freshman, just getting those real reps and real games and full stadiums matters. What do you think this part of what the pandemic is doing and stunning the development as a football player? Well, it's already hard enough for players in states like Ohio that don't have spring football. Um, you know, there are very, very strict rules when it comes to what they're allowed to do contact-wise in the offseason, what they're allowed to do seven-on-seven-wise. So you certainly wonder, for a kid like Jack Sawyer, I mean, again, you're, you know, he's, he's a five-star prospect and a top-five player in the country, but Jack missed the second half of his junior year of football and then missed all of basketball because of a, a knee injury and now is not playing football, ne- you know, this fall. You certainly wonder and worry that maybe parts of the game, the nuance of the game, get lost. Yeah, there's there's ways to offset it. You see, if if you've seen Jack recently, he's six foot five, two hundred and fifty five pounds now when he was two thirty a year ago. But you know, physically, he's obviously working hard. But you don't know how that translates when when you're talking about playing the game of football. There's a lot more to football than just lifting weights. Uh, and so you hope that these players are able to find a way to be instructed still. Um, and what you really hope for is that the NCAA uh, finds ways to allow these kids to be dealing with future coaches more so than they did in the past because these kids need it because they're missing out on so many opportunities um, that, that you hope that they find a way to you know, change some, some contact rules or, or add some loopholes that allow them to get instruction or, or watch videos or whatever they have to do. Uh, it's a great point, Berm, and we got a lot of technology that can help in those areas, but can anything really be a substitute for the real thing? I think is the is the main concern and we'll get to see it play out here, you know, as as messed if we have a real messed up season and then what twenty one looks like, we'll be figuring that out. Always appreciate the time, man. Let's do it again soon. Uh, th- these days are gonna continue to be crazy for the next month or two. Has it been crazy? <laughs> hey Berm, I don't know quick what's one. I don't know what's crazy anymore. So real quick it's, one for me, like no, Berm. The norm. These uh, these Letterman Row videos you guys do at Roosters. Have you witnessed Schlegel just killing uh, macaroni and cheese bites? I've heard it's legacy hey, here's stuff. The funny, here's the thing. See, you guys may know this, but I don't live in Columbus, so uh, I only come down occasionally for the show. But Anthony and I are are going pretty much mano a mano to eat the, the cheese bites. So <laughs> the mac and cheese bites are he is not the the lone proprietor of eating mac and cheese bites. Let's be very clear. There is yeah. a, uh, a I'm a fierce competitor when it comes to eating mac and cheese bites and, and Schlegel will tell you that I'm sure. All you right. know what, Berm? That I respect that. For another one of the non jocks, like not one of the famous Ohio State football players around here, we can do some damage when it comes to eating appetizers and burgers and things like that as well. Us regular guys that have just guts that are hiding under our t shirts, we can 
We can get the job yeah. done, as they say. Next, so, next, okay, uh, I, I've just decided the next time that I'm in town for a Letterman Live, Schlegel and I are going to have a mac and cheese eating. And eat off. Mac yes, and here we contest. go. There we done. Go. You know just what? Decided. Boom, you know David what? Copperfield. My money's on you because I, I think you're a dark horse. Schlegel, I think, walks into any competition like that just assuming he's going to attack and dominate his way to victory. So uh, I'll, I'll throw some bucks uh, t- towards you, Jeremy. Sound good? I, 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 listen, set it up. We'll raise money for charity. We'll have a mac and cheese bite off contest. It, it, <laughs> it, only makes, it, only, it only adds up to me. I, I've, I've obviously been spending a lot of time thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Thanks, if the bite off is going to be what we end up with, but we'll work on that. Berm, always enjoy it, man. Thanks, guys. Yep, there he goes. Jeremy Birmingham from Letterman Row joining us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Fan Guest Hotline. All right, hey, it has been a tough week for the college basketball community. We'll share our thoughts on that next. you got the Buckeye Show on the fan. Feel unappreciated? Things not working out the way you imagined? Bad news. Sometimes life sucks. Good news. We don't. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. This is Katie Smith. We are facing an extraordinary challenge. Prescription drug misuse among people of all ages. For over a decade, Cardinal Health, a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, has supported the Ohio State College of Pharmacy's Generation Rx, an engaging program to teach people of all ages about using medications safely. When Buckeye Nation engages around a great cause, we can do anything, and you can be part of the solution. Remember, never share your medications and always dispose of them properly. Learn more at GenerationRx.org. Now the officials have been talking for quite some time. All righty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. Hey, Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with smart energy choices for your home or business. Take advantage of AEP Energy's renewable energy plans to protect the environment and protect your wallet from rising energy costs. Boundless choices, boundless commitment, boundless energy. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. That's aepenergy.com slash OSU, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. While an affiliate of AEP Ohio, AEP Energy is not soliciting on behalf of and is not an agent of the utility. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Common Man and T-Bone. I'm with you, Bone. Embrace failure. Yes. <laughs> Embrace it. Have some Cheetos and sit on your ass. That's the way to live. Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Hinderer Motorsports. We taste three to six on the fan. Stickers on helmets make us happy. This is the Buckeye Show. They do make us happy, but I was a little sad here this past week as well. I'm Timmy Hall. My buddy Matty Andrews is here, and our producer, Mr. Rudy Rudiger himself, Bodie, the Bodeman. We had some losses. Lute Olson, John Thompson here the other day. 
famous Georgetown. He's John Thompson Jr. You know, his son, who is the more recent coach of Georgetown, is JT3, is his nickname. But, I mean, just an icon, a legend. Uh, I don't want to get into, like, ranking the two. I mean, Lute Olsen, in his own right, boy, did he build Arizona basketball into the power that we know it to be. And what kid didn't look at some of those Wildcats teams in the 1990s, and they if they didn't strike fear, if you had a team going up against them, I know the, the Buckeyes surprisingly never faced Arizona until we had the shot, the LaQuentin Ross shot in the NCAA tournament in 2013, if memory Was that in L.A.? Me. In L.A., yes. I think. Yes, that was out in Los Angeles. That was out west. That was the only time Ohio State ever faced Arizona. But Lute Olsen, rest in peace. Uh, national championship, tons of conference championships, a Naismith Hall of Famer. John Thompson, I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, you'd run out of superlatives for things to say about John Thompson. I like to think that I'm a towel guy in the kitchen because, JT, I mean, the towel is just tactical. It is practical. It's cool. The towel over the shoulder. I mean, who doesn't need a nice towel? Like, whether you're coaching ball, you're doing the dishes, just around the house, it's just nice to have. He he just did, he did so many things at so many levels for young men playing the game of basketball inside and outside the sport. He was part of, I don't know if, if many basketball fans knew this, but a long time ago, he was part of getting the ball rolling to allow freshmen to play. You know, back in the day, freshmen were not allowed to play in basketball, and he was one of the guys that really helped get that thing moving so it could happen. And I mean, even if you grew up a Buckeye basketball fan or diehard fan, I feel like almost anyone that loved the sport at a deep level had a phase where you were a, even if you weren't a fan, you liked Georgetown. You liked the Hoyas. They were cool. The uniforms were awesome. G-Town, they had the cool nickname. Everything about them was just cool. And then, of course, when Allen Iverson jumps into the fray in what he does and goes on to have the career he has, uh, just tough stuff to see uh, both Lute Olsen and then John Thompson pass away here recently. Yeah, Tim, couple thoughts and memories. Just as somebody, as you said, that kind of uh, loved the, the sport as much as I did during uh, the time when I'm growing up in the 90s, you, you you mentioned those Arizona teams. But who will ever forget the championship with Lou Olson and the Jim Nance lineup? Simon says championship. And it seemed to be such grace and dignity with Lute, and and he had some great teams. and And when I think of John Thompson, I I think I don't remember much of the '80s and him coaching. I remember some of the success, but I've heard plenty of stories from guys that have worked in Syracuse when the Syracuse Georgetown games would go on, and and just what that was like in the Big East. And I feel like you kind of knew 
him and learned about him even during some of the uh, the big Monday games when you had the, the, the TV crew and, and, and Billis and Rafferty and McDonough, and they were always talking about all those great Big East-Georgetown-Syracuse matchups. But let's not forget, too, while he was a heck of a coach and an ambassador, he became a really, really fine analyst for Westwood One, doing championship games, working with Kevin Kubler, <laughs> Bill Raftery, yeah. and, and John, my buddy John Sadak, who used to work in Scranton with the minor league baseball team there, has worked with him and just talks about what a what a, an authoritative presence and voice he brings and just the knowledge and how nice of a guy he was to him to be able to work with. So that's that's what I'm going to miss about those guys and uh, uh, two, two real, real extremely important figures in our history of college basketball. He, you, you mentioned JT, the voice, right? You talk about oh. him as a broadcaster. Oh man, what a, what a distinctive, cool voice. You talk about being large too, just owning a room and commanding a presence. I mean, it's obviously you look at, you know, his career and the things that he did and the respect that he earned both on and off the basketball court you know just his his place in the game and just the the things that he did the movements that he was a part of within the game for helping young men uh, it, it just it, he was an amazing guy he's going to be missed I, I really did I, I can't sit here and tell you that I was a massive Georgetown Hoyas fan but like I said earlier it was hard not to have a soft spot they just they were not one of those they were good. They didn't get to that dominant level like Duke basketball, so you didn't just have that natural hatred for them. And, and by the way, check it out. Of course, here recently, it, JT, I, I want to say, I, my inclination is to say senior, sorry, because JT3, was his son was the more recent coach of Georgetown. But Ohio State had the connections with with that team in back-to-back tournament games, as we know, you know, leading up to the year where they went, they got past Georgetown on their way to the national championship game the year before they got bounced. And you need to check this out. I will try to throw a link out there. They played, it was, it was phenomenal. You would, you would love this as a broadcasting guy. It started out with a young John Saunders doing the intro. And then the game broadcast was, I want to say young Brent, but Brent was probably, you know, in his in his prime, in his 40s or something back then. Brent Musburger and Jimmy V were calling the game. I mean, how amazing is that? And it was, I think, called the Duel in the Desert. It was something out at, uh, it was either in New Mexico or UNLV. And it was in 1990. It was Jim Jackson and Perry Carter, and it was a couple of top 10 teams. Alonzo was out that game, and Georgetown didn't go on to have a great year. I looked them up. They finished 19-13, and 13, around 6th in the Big East, but they were missing Zoe, but a team that had Dikembe Mutombo and Alonzo Mourning. I mean, you talk about the fear of God with the front line, right? But Perry Carter was such an unsung, one of the great centers to play basketball here at Ohio State. Buckeyes won that game against John Thompson. Uh, I guess Georgetown, they just didn't really have the backcourt to go and get him with that team, but I'll, I'll put that link out there for you because that early was an 90s. awesome find. Yeah, that began yeah, early 1990. 90s. I think it was December mm-hmm. of 90, that ball game. Well, that you mentioned Perry Carter, and uh, with that, with uh, some of those teams that Randy Ayers had in the early '90s, obviously the the one that lost in Lexington to the team up north in the regional final. But but uh, I don't remember that game. But I'd be interested to check out that link for sure, Tim.
I will get that up there because it's, it's some good old-timey footage. All right, so coming up in hour number two, we'll start it off with everything you need to know in college football today. The College Football Pulse is next. It's the Buckeye Show on The Fan. Love crew soccer? Us too. Let's get married and catch every game together. Proud to be your local home for the black and gold. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. When the power goes out, AEP Ohio is there on the job through rain, snow, heat, fixing the problem wherever we're needed. Every day, we're working to keep homes, businesses connected. AEP Ohio is testing equipment, replacing thousands of electrical poles, expanding our energy grid. And no matter what happens, we're prepared around the clock to keep the lights on. With the hardworking people AEP Ohio has on the line, the energy to serve our community is boundless. Here's to the ones who put in the work. The no days off, rise and grind warriors who live by the oath of my body is my temple. And when their temple needs to rebuild after a long workout, athletes of all types choose low-fat chocolate milk. It's delicious and contains the right mix of protein and carbs to help refuel exhausted muscles. Chocolate milk turns motivation Monday into flex Friday. Crush your goals with the help of a real recovery drink. Try it for yourself. Built with chocolate milk is brought to you by the American Dairy Association Mideast, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front-row seat to the big game. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizzas, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen, and so big, you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. It's time for the College Football Pulse on the Buckeye Show. Sponsored by Menards. Save big money at Menards. Yeah, it is time to get you caught up with everything college football. Timmy Hall and Maddie Andrews here with you tonight on the Buckeye Show. So good to be with you. And we turn it over to our fearless producer, the Bode man. Bodie, what's going on? What do we have today? Everything good back in the studio? Yep. Hanging in back here. Just hanging in. You know, it's kinda, it gets kind of lonely around the station here without you guys here. But, you know, just <laughs> hanging out by myself. You'll live. Yeah, true. All right, guys. So, with the college football season rapidly approaching, today's September 1st. Hard to believe. We've pretty much seen two things now. ESPN has announced all their new... Uh, all the new crews that'll be broadcasting the games this year. Some of the same people, Chris Fowler, Herbie, and Maria Taylor's back. Sean McDonough's back with Todd Blackledge. Joe Tess is back from Monday Night Football. He'll be doing the games with Craig McElroy, so on and so forth. Back and, from Monday Night Football. Correct. Right. Yep, he did yeah. that last year. <laughs> um, we also saw the Big 12, ACC, and SEC start to announce st- some of the uh, start times for their games beginning next weekend. So my question to you guys is, two-parter. What's the best time that a high state football game kicks off for you? And also, who's your favorite broadcast crew? Is it Herbie and Fowler? Maybe you guys like the Fox crew of uh, Gus Johnson and Joel Clyde? Who you guys got there? Yeah, that, that'd be mine. Maddie, I don't know uh, 
where you're going to go there if you're going to build some kind of dream broadcast team that doesn't exist but maybe back through the years. It'd be, I mean, if, if we're talking all time, I know Keith Jackson would need to be involved for me to hear him call the Buckeyes. Uh, Brent Musburger is kind of up there too. But current, you're right, I, I love Gus. I love everything about Gus Johnson. He is... He just brings the excitement. He packs a punch. I've lo- I love the man and his intensity. We need him. We need to start a petition to get him back calling March Madness. It matters that much to me. But Gus and Klatt, they are a phenomenal team. They get it. They're very Klatt's analysis is very dialed in to everything in in and out of the college football community. And Gus is just a very talented broadcaster who brings the excitement. And I love. I love a mid-afternoon game. I no. do. I, we no, love noon. Stop. I know it, but I love a little three thirty action, man. Noon, Just not too early, not you know going towards midnight or one a.m. with a four-hour college football game. <laughs> but we get daytime and we get nighttime all in the same outing. I think it's the best of both worlds. I want noon games always, as you know. That is. Uh, that is the overwhelming Beamer. favorite from our from our radio crew. Um, in terms of the best crew, I think the Fox guys are great. I think the best analyst is Herb Street, but I think just in terms of the total the total crew, I'm going to go with the Fox lead team of, of Gus and Glatt, as you mentioned. I think Sean McDonough is terrific. Look, you've got two former Monday Night Football guys in McDonough and Tessitore. I'm not a huge fan of Tessitore's play-by-play. That being said, I'm happy for our guy Dustin Fox, who's going to have a, a spot yeah. with Mike Cousins this year. Thanks so that's for bringing good that stuff. up. Yeah. yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I saw that on his Twitter account earlier today. He says, and I, I haven't caught a lot of his games, but he, he said after calling games for seven years, mostly on the ESPN3 platform, hard yeah. work pays off. And it does. I mean, he's he's had a tremendous gig up there doing what he does. And it, it's not just the, the Bull and Fox show up on the Cleveland Sports Radio station. He does stuff with the Cleveland Browns radio network. So he's a busy guy, but that's cool for, th- for him. He just uh, keeps on going. Our guy Bobby Carpenter, of course, he's... He's been doing a lot of cool things with ESPN. I don't know what's what's down the pike for him. I kind of I, I thought that he was already doing stuff for ESPN three and doing some regional games. And we of course have James Laurinaitis, who has been fantastic as a color commentator in the booth and continues to do well. So we've got we got a lot of Buckeyes that are involved, and I can't wait till the next one makes an A team. It's going to happen at some point. Yeah, what else we got, Bodie? I'll hop on that three thirty train with you, Timmy. I love a perfect three thirty afternoon it's kickoff. Nice, right? Yeah, Matinee. yeah. I like night. I like noon yeah. too, but anything's better than eight o'clock. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next up. So I saw this today. Apparently, you you will only be able to watch Oklahoma the Sooners' first game against Missouri State through pay per view. I get money's <laughs> tight this year because of the pam- pandemic in twenty twenty, but this to me just sucks. I don't really know how else to put it. It just sucks. Like, I've never really seen this before with college football or, you know, any of the major sports like this outside of maybe like boxing, wrestling, those type of things. But, um... I, I think one of the things that I love about college football the most is that you pretty much always get to watch every single game, no matter what team and, you know, what conference on Saturdays versus somewhere like the NFL. You got to have Sunday ticket. My Dallas Cowboys, I basically never get to watch that. Well, they're always in prime time, but, you know, I miss a few games every year because I don't have the Sunday ticket where with college football is the exact opposite. You can pretty much catch any game Correct. at any time. Are we hoping this is only a one year thing? This is only a one year thing, right? This isn't something that's going to continue to happen moving forward. Bodie, this is something that I I think a lot of teams used to do a lot of, and I, I'm gonna 
I'm going to let this out here. I, I think I had this like in March or April when we kept thinking about ways to perhaps generate money for some of these uh, universities. This, to me, while I hope it's only a one-year thing, makes some sense. Like, you know, what's wrong with if there are games and you need to help recover some money for university and you've got fans that are willing to pay for that product to have a pay-per-view situation? I don't like it. I don't love it. I don't I don't even care for it. But I, it makes some sense for this year to me. If you're asking the question, uh, will I be watching, it's a resounding hell no. Well, I'm no. Not, <laughs> I'm not paying $55 to watch Oklahoma, but... Let's ask the bigger question. Would we be reaching into the pockets if it's Ohio State that is pulling the same move? You'd be listening to the radio broadcast. No, it's it's a resounding (laughs) hell yes. Yes. I mean, come on. Like, we talk about it all the time. The world that you and I live in... and again, we have to take ourselves out of our, out of our jobs, but let's just pretend we we love Columbus. We live in the community. We have different careers. I'd be doing it. I'm a massive college football fan. I'm a massive sports fan. I've got to have that. I there are not that many Ohio State football games. You've got to watch every second of every football game. And so I'd be paying it. And you you make a good point there, Maddie. It's not ideal. Everything about it feels wrong. Amateurism. You can see, you know, plenty more tweets today about well, oh, how how much of a cut are are the players going to get from that? You know, what what gives there? But yeah, there's you know, millions in losses here. Michigan is just announcing cutting what twenty one more jobs in their athletics department alone because of a projected one hundred million dollars shortfall. It's it's a big deal. You would hope that they could just bite the bullet like a lot of different businesses are doing. It's just sort of a lost year in 2020 with the hopes that we beat the thing and get back on our horse for 21. And you can just hold people's jobs and take it on the chin until we can get back there. But no, Bodie, I'll not be watching this. If it were Ohio State, I kind of have to do it. I'm kind of in that same boat there with you, Timmy. Last one here. So we flipped the calendar today to September 1st. Kind of been a weird year, but hard to believe it's already September 1st. But today is one of the greatest college football (laughs) anniversaries in the history of the sport. I'll let Thom Brenneman take over here for a second. Here we go. They're going to kick the field goal. It'll be Jason Gingell out of the hole to Mesco. Good snap. Good hold. And the kick is blocked. Appalachian State has stunned the college football world. One of the greatest upsets in sports history. Blocked by Corey Lynch. Appalachian State stuns the world against that team up north. First game ever on the Big Ten Network. You almost can't even write a script that good. So my question to you guys, where were you? Do you remember this? Like, where were you you when you were watching it? Did you even know you had the Big Ten Network? Did you even know it was a thing at the time? Or was it one of those scrambling through the TV guide as you kind of see the score continue to pop up throughout the day that App State was hanging in there with Michigan again and again? I was I was in the process of accepting my first full-time job in sports radio. I was in the process of getting my butt out of Kansas City and moving my way onto Raleigh uh, into Raleigh, North Carolina, where 
It's not quite the college football that we've got in other parts of the country. Big on the college hoops, but they try. They try to play uh, big in college football. They do participate in the ACC with North Carolina, NC State, and Duke. So it's a very college-centric town. So I was excited about the job, and I, I of course, was enjoying that upset. And App State being in North Carolina, too. I was moving to the state. I I knew that they were a big-time player at their level and uh, they were a team that goes after national championships. They would win three straight national championships at that level. But uh, thanks, Thom, for making a, a great moment weird here as of the last two or three weeks. But uh, a, a, that was a great moment in Big Ten history for sure. Guys, I believe I had just watched Ohio State beat Youngstown State that same day. And we, we I think a group of us, were around a television watching it all. Uh, perhaps in the parking lot there near the stadium. I, I can't fully remember uh, where, but I do remember watching it on television. Um, it, it was perfect timing. Obviously, the Big Ten uh, opening the network that in that year in 07 had no idea they you know they they got that's their first game and it's um, amazing. Uh, but I do I remember just like it was yesterday, and I remember a year or two later, I believe when Toledo did something similar to. To up north, and uh, and that and that was uh, not sure if that was a BTN game or not, but uh, it it was it was a, a moment I'll never forget. Notice how I just said that that was a great moment in the Big Ten, <laughs> and was, <laughs> it's not like it was even glossed over. It was just the t- the two other guys sitting here on the Buckeye Show just quietly smiled and nodded in agreement like oh yeah yeah the big 10 team getting completely embarrassed on the first ever football game on the big 10 network yeah fantastic moment in big 10 history because it's exactly how we see it it's great well it was great for the network certainly in getting that that off the ground remember when people thought that the big 10 network was was gonna was just gonna be a flop obviously that's thank goodness we've got all those reruns here the last six months right <laughs> that's right I mean, there's a lot of fantastic programming on that network i do i do love and i i know that they have to do it i just continue to get a kick out of when they show historical rutgers and nebraska things and dub those as big 10 moments even though we know that they were yeah the classics right when they were totally in other conferences but they're the big 10 is not the only one that pushes that stuff on you because with realignment that's that's what it's been for everybody so that was your college football pulse for today bodie thank you very much man good job bud and yes. So uh, a late update on what's up with the Washington crew of Buckeyes from our morning friends. That's next on the Buckeyes show on the fan. We know everything about you. We know you love the Buckeyes. We know you love the jackets. We know you're wearing a red shirt. I just freaked the hell out of someone. So bad. I'm Todd Graves of Raising Canes. We've always operated with the highest standards of food safety, cleanliness, and health. And recently, we've taken even greater measures. This is very personal to me. I know how important it is to have a trusted, safe, and clean place to feed you and your loved ones. Raising Cane's is open and here to serve you our quality chicken finger meals and drinks through our drive throughs Go to RaisingCane's.com for details or call your local Cane's. One love. When you're not feeling well and want treatment as quickly as possible, you know to visit Ohio State for safe and convenient options. See a doctor or nurse on demand by calling Telehealth Immediate Care. For non-life-threatening illness or injury, call 614-293-3200. 
and our team will coordinate your visit over video or phone. This same-day care is available without ever leaving home for many conditions you might otherwise walk in for. Get our care at your place today. Come on over to Heartland and join our family. We're here to earn your business. We provide security. When life becomes uncertain, there's one thing understood. We're here for you at Heartland Bank. Where banking feels good. Now, community banking is the lifeblood of small business. We take time out to understand your company, especially the owner's dreams. And our community bankers are experts at identifying risk, allowing us to help you execute your business plan. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Come on over to Heartland, where banking feels good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You gotta come see the new Big Lots. Gotta go! We're going big with a great new look in the store and lots of great deals on everything for your home. Quality brands like Broyhill Furniture, favorites like Doritos and Swiffer, even housewares and home decor, too. Big names, low prices, and big buyouts that'll blow your mind. There are always big surprises in store. So come check out the new Big Lots. Live big, save lots. Now, the officials have been talking for quite some time. All righty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. Okay, let's begin. Morning Juice, Bishop and Laurinaitis, Rothman and Ice, Common Man and T-Bone, the Buckeye Show, Ohio State Athletics, Blue Jackets Hockey, Crew Soccer, the NFL, and even more things I don't have time to say. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. College Radio, done by professionals. This is the Buckeye Show. The Buckeye Show is sponsored by Moo Moo Express Car Wash. You're home of the Unlimited Wash Club right here on The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. In just a second, we'll get to some uh, clips of John Kime, who is a Buckeye himself and a very good reporter in the NFL. He covers the Washington football team for ESPN. And so he was talking about the Buckeye contingent on the juice this morning with Beamer, Schlegs, and B-Carp. But, uh, Maddie, I, I had some stuff going on this week. Of course, the return... Of uh, the sun it sounded almost like a, a Lord of the Rings movie. The return of the sun to the schoolhouse got him back to the brick and mortar school building on Monday. I just can't even tell you how weird it felt like his first day. Mentally, it felt like you're sending your child off to kindergarten, like sending him to school for the first time ever again, just because of, you know, the strange feeling right. we've got with 2020. And how did it go for him? What was his report back to you now two days in, Tim? He was so excited to go, mm-hmm. which made me so happy. And I hope a lot of the, the parents out there have gotten the same kind of feedback from your sons and daughters that they were they were done with this. Was this all we needed to 
get the kids invigorated about going back to school just to, you know, sometimes you need to be deprived of something. You don't know what you have until you've lost it. That old saying, right? Just even the short little hangouts before and after classes with your friends, you know, right. just hanging out at the lunch table, your extracurricular activities, all that stuff. School can get tired and boring at times, but you kind of need it at the you, you let me rephrase that. You definitely need it and there's there's a lot more good that comes out of being in school with the fine teachers that we have everywhere. And, you know, it was great. It was, I was just so happy that he was, he was excited to go. And I got to throw a lunch together, too. It's been a long time since I threw a lunch together. I have no children, but my uh, nephews and niece have started back to school. A few of them have. And uh, my nephew is in kindergarten. And all I can nice. think about is this young, young dude's going to, to this thing called school for the first time ever. Now, clearly, he'd been in preschool, but, but he goes to a, a school setting with, you know, not understanding that we normally don't wear masks. So there, there will be a day down the road when he won't have yeah. to have that mask on. And, well, you know, it's like, well, yeah, this is really how it's going to be, and it's going to be all right. So, but by all accounts, he's getting along pretty well. So, yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure it's been a, a very roller coaster few weeks for those of you sending, youngsters back to school or maybe working at home with them and we wish you well in, in those endeavors it's funny you say that about was it your niece or nephew my nephew sorry did you say there your nephew yeah. you know and that comment about the mask and not knowing ab about that there will be interesting to see what that does to us culturally in america right sure i've been i played the whole round of golf yesterday with my neck gator on you know i just didn't feel That's like right. I didn't feel like taking it off. I've been using that one because it kind of rests on your neck and you don't have to, you go into the clubhouse, you got to have one on. So it's just kind of easier to have it there and then you can just pull it up instead of taking it on and off and on and off and wearing it around your wrist or stuffing it in the golf bag and then forgetting it when you go back in to grab a couple of beers or something. So I did that and just wearing it. And you know, there's there's been countries around the world, some countries in Asia where you know, men and women just choose to wear them, you know, it just, and they have, I'm not, it didn't take a pandemic here in 2020. They have just customarily been doing that. If they feel a little bit sick at all, you might just wear a mask anyway, when you go out and about. So it'll be, I, I think it's going to stick with some people. It'll be to a man and to a woman, but it's, it's not going to completely leave the mask wearing. I don't think so. If we're playing football in January or February, I'll have a mask on for multiple reasons, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Because of the weather. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and perhaps to stay healthy and safe as well. Yeah. No doubt about it. The mask will, is certainly going to be a good cold weather thing. I've heard, I haven't tried it, but I've heard that even those thin neck gaiters, they will do a little bit. I mean, sure. it's, it's hard to tell because it's the, the stretchy. It's it's like what I what I love like the golf shirts to be made out of right now a little bit of that spandex material in it I don't know how anyone can go with a one hundred percent cotton anything these days if it doesn't have any poly nylon blend to it I don't even want it I even need my jeans my jeans have to have at least five percent spandex or I'm moving on to another pair that's where it is with material and cloth these days now that is a promotional clip right there. That is definitely something to, to be clipped for promo right there. If you don't put some, if you're not getting that spandex in your jeans, you're doing it wrong right now because our bodies, you got to have some room. You got to have some room to move around around move that waistline. On. It's got to be stretchy. On. 
Move jeans on. that feel like sweatpants. <laughs> that is that is where I am. So John Kime, as we said, was on the juice this morning. Check them out every weekday between six and nine. Our good friends there. Very entertaining radio show. A lot more entertaining than this one. And that's my <laughs> fault though. That's not your fault. That's not your fault, Matt. That's fair. They were they were talking about the Buckeye contingent there in DC. What else? You've got Dwayne Haskins, you've got Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, you've got Chase Young, who is sort of the new guy on the block. I want to start with something that John Kime said about Chase Young. And really, like the part that you'll hear, it's not anything about the oohs and the ahs with the short clips that you've seen about how, oh, he tackled Adrian Peterson. Great. He beat this right tackle. Great. It's it's not the reason that people close to him know he's going to be a huge success. Here was John Kahn. Going back to when he was six years old, quarterback in a team of nine and ten year olds, and the, the way his parents raised him, like you know, they were into the Herschel Walker push-ups only. Didn't want to lift weights until he was in high school. Didn't have a cell phone until he was in high school. Didn't have a TV in his room. They wanted him to work for things. They preached greatness to him, but it was also, to me, what also stood out in talking to his high school coaches. He went to a new high school when he was a junior. They didn't automatically put him in as a starter. They wanted to earn it. Well, by the second day, he earned it. But the, what, you know, but the, the, what stood out to them is he didn't complain. He went out and did his job. And you saw that this summer. Now, he missed a few days with a hip flexor, but what also stood out to me was he was working with a lot with the second team, but you didn't hear peeps from him. You hear him talking about what he's learning from Ryan Kerrigan. You know, he's, he's always a guy who's going to pick the brains of those around him. He studies the game. So those are the reasons why, like, I think the guy's going to be unbelievable, but it's all because of those reasons. You know, you cover the NFL long enough. You guys know this. It's your approach that takes you over the top. Work ethic, Maddie. I mean, that's, that's what you keep hearing about Chase Young. It's not just that he's got the freakish ability. When you combine that with the relentless ability to want to work and get better, then you've got a guy who's a 10-time pro bowler for sure. No doubt. And I feel like we saw a lot of that, not only at his time at Ohio State from year one, day one, but, you know, look at this past offseason, the pandemic going on, and how many times do we see video of him working out with somebody or with Larry Johnson here locally, socially distanced, just to continue to get better. I talked to Jim Lachey today, Tim, for our Ohio Sports Magazine show that will begin this weekend, and Jim had just gotten back from D.C. and said all of his friends and people he knows in the organization have just been raving, a scout there that he knows raving about Chase Young, and, and on and on and on about him, but mostly about how hard he works and and this guy shows up on the field and it's just like he's already won already won the moment already won the day i mean you look at this guy uh he is an absolute freak uh physically and i cannot wait to watch some nfl football and see how he's gonna stack right in with this line of great pass rushers that ohio state's turned out and if you listen to it in Kime's response there, the scouts that did their homework and the reason that he was a number two overall pick and that you're, you're feeling fine about this not being even close to a bust is because he's had this for a long time. It's go, it goes back to his up, upbringing. He's talking about the research he did back to when he was six years old and the stuff about just his parents with the little rules that they had with the phone and, you know, and things like that. That's, that's kind of what it's all about and earning his spot when he joins a new team and not just thinking that he has the, the right to be the starter right away but uh i want to i want to hear about Dwayne too i want to hear the latest on what john kime said about Dwayne. and i should point out after you know beamer kind of started off the the discussion about him it was 
there wasn't anything in John Kime's voice that was speaking to there's another scenario where Dwayne Haskins is not the guy this year in D.C. So a lot of thoughts still on that about the backup for Carolina being there and you know, is there still a competition or Alex Smith being close to returning? It didn't sound anything like it to me from what John Kime and the way he was responding that there was any other option than this being Dwayne Haskins' second year to show what he's got. And uh, here's Kime talking about Dwayne and communication and being on the same page with his offensive lineman being a huge key for him in his sophomore year. You have to get used to communicating together. It's not just even can you handle it. you got to get used to the guy next to you. How does he handle this look? How does he handle this stunt? Things like that that are going to cause problems for, I think, a young side of the offensive line. So I think that is, that's definitely an issue. And that's why I think like with, for Haskins, and I've been saying this whether on my podcast, whether on, you know, other places, that I think the way you have to measure Haskins this year, you can't just go by stats and say he had a good year or a bad year. Now, if he has great stats, that's fine. But if he has really bad stats, you can't just make some grand judgment because you have to see how things are around him. I think the key for him is how do you handle these situations? Are you putting, you know, whether or not the left tackle breaks down, Dwayne Haskins can still make a good decision, whether with protection calls or with what he does with the ball. He can still, he can control that. I think that's what they're going to have to focus on. And how does he respond to this as a leader? Those are the traits I think you're going to see. Can you build on those? Because that is a concern. You know, that's interesting, Maddie. And the, the part about the stats, he could have great stats and they could still have a really bad year. He could have... You know, the, the two stats that you can't have that will automatically lead to bad football and a bad record is fumbling, losing fumbles, and throwing interceptions. So you could you could go 10 for 21 for 179 yards, but maybe you run the football well. I don't know if that's going to come from Adrian Peterson or if they're going to be looking for help elsewhere. With Darius Geis being long, that's a big deal for Washington and the help that they're getting, yes. But Dwayne, I think, needs to just challenge himself and commit himself and just already put in his mind that... It's going to be rocky. I'm going to get hit a lot. I have to figure out quick how to be quick with my release and to know, like he's saying, the protections and where uh, my safety valve is so we can try to make negative plays not so negative and just he's got to have the mindset to when there is an open player, he's got to hit him because that might not happen every single down. Yeah, and and don't turn the ball over. And how many times did we hear uh, the Ohio State coaches preaching that? And obviously, uh, you know, s- secure the football is the the most important part of 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 kind of leading and guiding your team. But but now with without these preseason games and with the limited time he had a year ago, how are some of these younger quarterbacks going to handle? Uh, going to handle this this shortened kind of uh, preparation and right into it? You know, will there be some struggles? Value the ball and, and, you know, go out there and, as he said in this article, you know, try to lead, be a leader, and, and want to have complete command of your offense. All right. From watching the replay of the Pick North, Pick Central game, mm. we got inside the mind of one of Ohio State's biggest recruits ever. Tell you what he said next. You got the Buckeye Show on the fan. Mornings have never sounded better. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel host Morning Juice. Weekdays starting at 6. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. 
and choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Have you or a loved one been injured in a car accident? The Stuckey Firm understands these tragic events are never planned. With thousands of dollars in medical bills and expenses, let the Stuckey Firm get you the money you deserve. Attorney Nathan Stuckey has recovered millions of dollars for his clients. Recognized by super lawyers as one of the top attorneys in Ohio, Nathan Stuckey will fight for you and your family at every turn. The Stuckey Firm. Experience you need. Results you deserve. For a free consultation, call 937-346-8000 or visit thestuckeyfirm.com. Tailgating is a state of mind. You are listening to the Buckeye Show. Indeed, you are. Nothing but the Buckeyes here between 6 and 8 o'clock every night. I'm Timmy Hall. He is Maddie A, Matt Andrews. The fan studios are sponsored by Lindsay Honda. We're here in our basements and apartments and whatever. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. You can check them out at lindsayhonda.com. Before I continue, I ran up to the kitchen there, Matt, and... I mentioned how I got to pack my first lunch in a long, long time. The kid had macaroni and cheese. We got the little thermos thing. He likes a hot lunch, and I guess the little screw-on thermos that we got him Mm -hmm. does the job. Like It makes it fine until if I get it ready at like 8.30 a.m., it's still nice and warm by 11.30 when his lunch is up, whether that's SpaghettiOs, he did a little Easy Mac. By the way, that Easy Mac, when you microwave it, it is like lava, molten hot. Like So it... It's still, it could still probably burn your tongue by 11.30 when he brings it out. But the other little thing that I threw in there, and I, have a, I go back and forth on this, but I think I'm sold because I just snuck one during the break. Oh, We've got the, uh, the Little Debbie birthday cakes right now, okay. which is, you know, it's in the same line of the zebra cake or the Christmas tree for the holidays. Sure. I, I love a Hostess orange cupcake. Like the straight up orange cupcake, but boy, I think I'm done. Like the little Debbie cakes, like that birthday cake, zebra cake, Christmas tree cake. It's fun. It's there's nothing better, man. I'd rather have, and you you're on to little Debbie now. So I think I want. Do you do you ever have the Star Crunch? Yes, with the yeah, rice and chocolate. Yeah. Love that, but but yeah. nothing to me beats the oatmeal pie. With a nice little glass of milk. So you're on Little Debbie then. That's Team Little well, Debbie. I, there are none actively in my home, but yes, uh, those <laughs> but were those matter. were kind of the those were the lunches. Uh, those were the the the, the lunchbox uh, desserts for us. I, I got to say though, I was I was kind of hoping you would just jump on that train with me about those cakes. I mean, they're good, nothing, but they're not I mean, my, they're d- not in my top two or just three. Good. I mean, the coating. The fudge the, round? The, Are you kidding fro- me? No, no, no. The cakes, man. The I know. Cakes. I the know. White it's not cake my top in the three. middle with like the thin layer of cream. They're just they're the consistency of them. You can chew them. They're they're not too sugary, even no. though they're nothing but sugar. I say they're not too sugary. <laughs> they're the best. I thought you'd be with me. I thought you'd be more with me on that. Instead, you just started talking about other different snacks. No, there are the little Debbies. I, it just doesn't rate in my top two or three. That's all. It's, I'm sure it's a fine sa- it's, snack no, it's for, more than for fine. Jack. Yeah. So, so what, what is Jack having tomorrow? Ever. What is he having tomorrow? 
Oh, I mean, <laughs> SpaghettiOs. Well, we just had Easy Mac on Monday, so I'm sure okay. SpaghettiOs are up in the hopper. All Maybe right. ra- He just made me buy a case of ravioli. He twisted my arm to buy the Chef Boyardee ravioli after we've been on a two-year SpaghettiO kick, and he had like half a can of ravioli, and it looks like he's not going to want anything to do with them. So Any now I got 11. in there? I got 11 can. Well, you know, they put it that, that there's some ingredients in there. <laughs> you can't really taste them, though. But now I'm stuck with 11 cans of ravioli, so I'll probably be selling them on the on the black market. Chef Boyardee, yes. I don't know if I can get through them. Um, maybe Jack Sawyer will. Oh, he can take eat some the, ravioli. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe Jack Sawyer will take the ravioli off my hands. Uh, great, great to see some Central Ohio high school football on national TV as ESPN. ESPN two was showing a lot of games from around the country. Uh, some different Buckeye commits and recruits are involved in some of the games on the national telecast. But pick North and pick Central right here in town. And we talked earlier with Berm about the offer that went out to Sonny Styles, brother of Lorenzo Styles Jr. Lorenzo, who is going to go to Mr. Rudiger's school over there at Notre Dame, unless he can be steered away. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that can happen at this point in time. But, boy, he just plucks the ball out of the air. He's he really does. good. Yeah. But the guy that was missing that you would have definitely ran to the TV to see, who I got to call in a game last year was great, Jack Sawyer, who's one of the uh, highest-rated recruits ever to commit to Ohio State. And he was on the broadcast, and we got a couple of them here for you. And Bodie... I I want to I want to hear the one from Jack Sawyer on he was he was he was asked what would you do if the Big Ten does wind up at the point I think it was it was before they had this story about the president and maybe starting even earlier but that's definitely on the table now so it, it even more so applies going back in November if that happened around the Thanksgiving would you then return and play more high school football. You know, that's a tough question. You know, I don't know if, if that was to come out. You know, it definitely, definitely be up for conversation. Um, but, you know, as of right now, you know, it's just uh, what I've been hearing. I think, I think it's still going to be a spring season for college football for the Big Ten. But, uh, you know, if that wasn't happening, I guess it you know, it'd be, be time to look at, you know, all the options again. So, Time to look at all the options again. I think that's just... Boy, that puts your mind in a blender, doesn't mm. it, if you're a guy like Jack Sawyer? Such a tough decision. Um, you know, and and I'm not specifically, Tim, stating that, you know, this is the situation with Jack. I don't know. But somebody is highly regarded. I mean, the number one recruit in the country. The number and has been for a while. I mean, we saw him play his first game we ever did in high school football coverage. Pick North was at home. He was a sophomore. He just it just looked different. Even then, that's been three years ago. But but is is the decision made because he thinks he can get in there now? and or for a winter or spring season and become eligible and perhaps play or or perhaps redshirt maybe get the three games in or to four games in redshirt or is the decision from him and others because of you know and jack's had a little bit of a history of injury is, is that the case where you, you you hold out because you want to go in and have a a full opportunity I'm not sure anybody is going in directly and stepping right up and playing with right, with right. the way that this this D line has has played. But it, it is certainly a tough decision. You hate to put a, a young man in, in having to make such a difficult decision. And, and again, it goes back again to the, the the confusion within the league and and what's next for recruits incoming. 
I don't think he got into too much specifics about you know whether there were more things in play, like mm-hmm. you mentioned with the injury front. But before he was asked that tough question that you just heard, here he was earlier in the interview uh, on the live broadcast on ESPN2, by the way, on just the decision to sit out your high school senior football season. Uh, yeah, it was you know it was one of the toughest decisions I've ever had to make in my life. Uh, you know, anyone who knows me knows you know, I'm a big, big competitor. You know, uh, and I'd love to be out there on the field right now with my brothers, uh, doing one last go around. You know, with my senior year, but uh, you know, I think it's the best decision for me in my future. But uh, man, it was just one of the toughest decisions I've ever had to make. And before you slam a guy like that and say like this is getting ridiculous, we've got high school players sitting out. Keep in mind that. None of this would be happening without the pandemic, and none of this would be happening if the Big Ten hadn't bungled this decision-making <laughs> so badly. And it has forced youngsters who have a football season right now to sort of go back and forth. I'm sure he wrestled. I'm sure this was a sure. decision he had to wrestle with. And he was forced to do that because of the situation and the prospect of getting a spring football season that would start in January... You talk about your health and being injured. How can you play? Even even a high school season, you are still going through the ringer. You're getting hit. You're putting your body on the line on Friday nights all throughout the fall. So how do you do that, take you up to December, and then come around and then start facing live bullets when you jump from the high school level to the college level in a matter of weeks and then get ready to go? It's just tough to do, so you can understand it. It's tough, and I heard the interview live, and man, he is so well-spoken. We, we're looking forward to the chance to, to get to be around him and meet him when he gets uh, to Ohio State, but you can understand why this is one of the guys that, that helped to lead and put this class together with an early commit uh, and just an extremely impressive young man, and uh, we wish him all the best. I hope it works out, but again, it's just there's like everything in our world seemingly today, so much uncertainty. Don't go anywhere. We got the social media roundup straight ahead. Hashtag Buckeyes coming up next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. All the dumb things we say are on demand when you want them. Just utilize the computer chip we've implanted into your brain. The fan, Ohio sports destination. This is Urban Meyer. We are facing an extraordinary challenge. Prescription drug misuse among people of all ages. For over a decade, Cardinal Health, a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, has supported the Ohio State College of Pharmacy's Generation RX, an engaging program to teach people of all ages about using medication safely. When Buckeye Nation engages around a great cause, we can do anything, and you can be part of the solution. Remember, never share your medications and always dispose of them properly. Learn more at GenerationRx.org. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. Ohio State Athletics, in partnership with American Electric Power, Donato's, Kroger, The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, and WBNS 10 TV, strives to inspire the community to make a positive impact on children and families in the great state of Ohio through our Buckeyes Care initiative. Show and share your support in the community by using the hashtag Buckeyes Care. Please join us in these efforts by visiting OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash Buckeyes Care, and always remember to pay it forward. 
When your furnace or air conditioner stops working, you can always rely on Atlas Butler to get it up and running the same day. So why not depend on Atlas Butler for all your plumbing needs? Our expert plumbers can take care of anything from a clogged drain to a broken water heater. We work on all brands of water heaters and plumbing equipment. One call does it all. And I mean, there's so many layers to this, and you're just going to sit behind a keyboard and be like, wait, you chose Penn State over Ohio State, you're going to suck anyway. Okay. Bishop and Laurinaitis. Presented by Window Nation. Weekdays 9 to noon on The Fan. Social media can be a cesspool. Allow us to navigate the waters. Hashtag Buckeyes. Yeah, we're checking everything on the Twitter sphere right now pertaining to the Buckeyes. Maddie, I will start with this one from Ohio State Hoops today. And it says the last guy who shot the ball, like uh, his Twitter hashtag, it's Dwayne Washington. It's DWizTheKid4. It's a cool one. That's uh, his Twitter handle if you want to follow him. Turned out pretty good. It said hashtag Team122, hashtag Go Buckeyes. And uh, I'm excited to see Dwayne Washington Jr. again in his third year in the Buckeye basketball program. We did see a little thing from John Rothstein, by the way, on Twitter saying that the Men's and Women's Basketball Oversight Committee will propose that start date that we've heard about before, November 25th. That's the one that Chris Holtman, the Holtman, was on a while ago when he talked to us on the podcast you know, a month or two ago on Mad About Hoops. So uh, November 25th, when the students would go home, uh, that's going to... That's going to be proposed to the Division One Council for the 2021 college basketball season. But uh, Dwayne Washington, seen him on this little Twitter pic. You guys should check it out. But the little thing in here that it says is Dwayne uh, Washington has made 96 threes in his first two seasons. The only player in OSU history to make more in his first two seasons is John Diebler. He had 144 in his first two seasons. Man, that guy could throw flames. Wow, were we a good basketball team back when we had Kraft and Diebler and the guys on the inside with Sully and Deshaun. Oh, that 11 team, man. Oh, my God, that 11 team. I think that was Thad's best group, don't you? Oh, boy. I think they won 34 games and lost by two to Kentucky. Sucks. The, The Nebraska governor, Pete Ricketts, said yesterday the Big Ten had, quote, made a mistake, end quote, in the decision to postpone and how it's handled. Uh, Nebraska Governor, quote, I think the Big Ten has taken a bad approach. Hashtag Buckeyes, Huskers, Hawkeyes. I have nothing further to add to that, but I agree. <laughs> Hashtag to those Hashtag three, Hashtag to right? the Buckeyes, yes. The 11, three in the vote. 11 to three. So we did get an answer from the private school, too, apparently, because we got all 14 accounted for. I guess so. So look at this yeah, one. I think. Well, clearly. <laughs> yeah, l- look at this one from uh, his name's F- Coach Phil McGagan. He's the wide receivers coach with the Los Angeles Chargers. Surprising no one, KJ Hill is turning some heads at their camp, and he's got you know the star wide receiver Keenan Allen gushing about him on the NFL Network. And Brian Hartline posted a little thing, and Phil, the wide receiver coach, retweeted this whole piece is what's awesome about sports. 
I coached Brian Hartline for three seasons, and now we get to work with an extremely exciting rookie. I love what Ryan Day stands for as a man, known him for 20 years, and that Ohio State football program is real. That's uh, at Phil. It's M-C-G-E-O-G-H-A-N if you want to follow him and check what's going out with the Chargers there. But yeah, KJ, he is the man. I'm hearing good things about Jordan Fuller and the other L.A. team, too. Yeah, and speaking of wide receivers, uh, hashtag Buckeyes built a bit differently. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy on wide receiver Noah Brown. And, of course, who can forget Noah Brown in Oklahoma? Quote, I don't think there's been a practice where he hasn't jumped out and made a play. I like it. I yeah. like it. Buckeye Whitehouse. Yeah, getting it done in uh, Noah Brown in Dallas for the hashtag Buckeyes. Good old Noah Brown and just reaching right around oh. dude's you know bodies to snag a football. Just, Just – Awesome. One of the best catches we've ever seen at uh, Oklahoma. This one, uh, last one, at Ben Axelrod, he was just penning down some of the recent NFL contract extensions signed by only 2014 Buckeyes. Taylor Decker, six years, $85 million. Zeke, six years, $90 million. Michael Thomas, five years, $96.2 million. Joey Bosa, five years, $135 million. We're going to have some billionaires here in Ohio State football. That's it for us tonight, Maddie. Uh, can't wait to see you tomorrow, man. See you tomorrow. Bodie, Rudiger, uh, very good job. You've got Inside the Crew coming up from 8 to 9, getting you ready for tomorrow's game. And after that, a little thing called You'll See. Have a good night on the fan. The undisputed leader in talking about nothing. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Come on over to Heartland and join our family. We're here to earn your business. We provide security. When life becomes uncertain, there's one thing understood. We're here for you at Heartland Bank, where banking feels good. Now, community banking is the lifeblood of small business. We take time out to understand your company, especially the owner's dreams. And our community bankers are experts at identifying risk, allowing us to help you execute your business plan. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Come on over to Heartland. Rare banking feels good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When you're not feeling well and want treatment as quickly as possible, you know to visit Ohio State for safe and convenient options. See a doctor or nurse on demand by calling Telehealth Immediate Care. For non-life-threatening illness or injury, call 614-293-3200. And our team will coordinate your visit over video or phone. This same-day care is available without ever leaving home for many conditions you might otherwise walk in for. Get our care at your place today. Hey, Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with smart energy choices for your home or business. Take advantage of AEP Energy's renewable energy plans to protect the environment and protect your wallet from rising energy costs. Boundless choices, boundless commitment, boundless energy. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. That's aepenergy.com slash OSU, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. While an affiliate of AEP Ohio, AEP Energy is not soliciting on behalf of and is not an agent of the UT. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbia.